right then. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everybody. Thank God for a new day that the Lord has made. So excited to be able to come today and rejoice and be glad in the Lord to praise him one more time, to fellowship with the saints one more time, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves to gather together as the manner of some is because they can't get to the building. So fellowship has, has ceased for a minute, but I'm so glad that the church filled up the building when they closed the door and found them a different platform, a different way to be able to continue to assemble. Amen. And so we thank God that, you know, ahead of time he prepared a way for us to do that. And we're taking full advantage. So we kind of bless and look at what the Lord has done. As we say as saints, look at what the Lord has done. You know, for this we are glad. And so we take full advantage of it. So, Lord, we just thank you this morning. We praise you this morning for every blessing, Lord God, that you have provided for us. This is your creating a prayer culture for God. You mandated it and it's up and running and doing well, and so we give it back to you, Lord. We ask you to consecrate it and separate it from anything else, sanctified, anointed, and continue to use it, Lord God, as a distribution center to get the word out for all those listeners out there, all those, God, that are seeking you, Lord God. We just we just thank you for opening this avenue up, and we may we continue, Lord God, as, as ministers of the gospel to be able, Lord God, to feed your sheep because we love you. And so, Father, may they uh, be able, Lord God, to to, to desire this sin still milk of the word that they may continue to grow thereby. So we're praying this morning, Father, that your will be done in this earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done in our lives here on this earth in this place called America as it is in heaven. We give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor, Pastor Sheridan and I, and the rest of our, our, our leadership team, Pastor Eric, Pastor Phoebe, and our ministers, Minister Smith and Minister Biggles. Father, we thank you for this awesome mantle and responsibility that you've given us to care, Lord God, so much that we would sacrifice time, Lord God, which is nothing compared to what you sacrificed just to be able to encourage your people, Lord God, that are lost out there right now and trying to find their way. Some, Lord God, have tasted of your goodness and went back into the world, God, which is considered a backslider, but you said you're married to the backslider. And even prodigal sons and daughters who have reached a certain age of of maturity, oh God, and went out into the world to experiment with life and found out, Lord, it was not all that Hollywood said it was. And now, Father, they're they're wondering, can they come back to their first love? And you made a way, God. You said, yes, you can come back to your first love. Highly recommended that they return back to their first love because you won't forsake them or abandon them. You'll always be with us, oh God. So we thank you, Lord God, for making yourself available to us to turn back to you any time, God, while we still have breath in our bodies, while the choice still uh, resides with us, oh Lord God. So we're praying that people make wise decisions this morning about their eternal salvation and hear your voice right now in the earth, oh Lord God, and, and, and turn not away from your voice, but turn back to your voice because I believe your voice is crying out in the earth right now, but from the passion of your heart, Lord God, that men and women will repent and turn back to you and forsake their evil and wicked ways and turn to you, Lord God, even now immature Christians, oh God, for thinking they're more highly than they ought to. God, I pray for a humbling humility to come upon them right now in the name of Jesus, that they would do an attitude check, Lord God, and begin to look at themselves, oh Lord God, and Father, make you the head of their life, oh Lord God, not lean to their own understanding, but acknowledge you in all their ways, and I believe even now you will direct their path because you don't throw us away, God, but Father, you always, Lord God, you love to draw us back unto you, Lord God. So we thank you for the goodness of the Lord going forth today through this message that will turn someone to repent, Lord God. Let your goodness minister. 
those mature Christians out there, Lord God, wanting to know what do we do next with this pandemic going on, with all this shakeup, with Black Lives Matter, all of these other things that are going on in the government and the world we live in, Lord God, it's so desolate, it's so dark, all on a gross darkness on the people and on the land, but God, in the name of Jesus, you are still the light of the world. You have not changed, and you're still sending out your word, which is light, God. It's a source of light, Lord God, that as it enters into the heart, the mind, Lord God, it brings light. It causes people to see their way out of darkness, Lord God. And you said for us, the Christians, the saints, Lord God, who call ourselves the Christians, you said we ought to let our light so shine that many women will see our good works, and they too will glorify our Father, which is in heaven. And so, Father, we thank you this morning for raising us up to be that city that sit on that hill. We cannot put our light under the bed or under a bushel, God, but we have to let it shine. Be street lights in every city and every place. Because you told Jeremiah in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 5, verse 1, the King James Bible, Jeremiah, if you go and find me one believer, I'll spare the city. So, Father, we're praying this morning not only for one, but you said one can put a thousand, but ten, two can put ten thousand. So, Father, we thank you this morning for increase this morning of souls, oh God, worthy men and women, oh God, that will come, Lord God, and take on this mountain, pick up their cross, and be totally devoted to you, committed to you, Lord God, to serve you in this hour of darkness, Lord God, where there's so much unregenerated souls out there, Lord God, right now that are trying to find their way, and it's cloudy out there, Lord God, because it's got all these other things that we have to juggle and manage, there's struggles out there, there's sickness out there, there's disease out there. Lord God, people are dying. There's murder out there. There's all kinds of spirits out there, Lord God. The enemy is, 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 is still going to and pro seeking whom he may devour. But Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, all that your will be done in this earth as it is in heaven. We give you all the praise and glory and honor this morning. We thank you for everybody that's on this call this morning. We thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, for all those that are joining us around the globe, Lord God. We give you all the praise and glory and the honor because your message is a universal message, oh God. It is wise, oh Lord God. Mm, to turn to the Lord in this hour of darkness, oh Lord God. It is wise for us to make wise decisions and ask you for wisdom that we may be able to discern between what is right and what is wrong, that we may be able to make the best decisions possible, Lord God, while we're living here on this earth, Lord God. And so we thank you this morning and we praise you this morning. Give us, Lord God, the spirit of wisdom this morning. Give us the spirit of knowledge and understanding, oh Lord God, that we may be able to serve you, Lord God, to a greater degree. Lord God, and so, Father, we thank and praise you this morning for your word, because the word of God is the wisdom of God, and we lack it, we ask for it this morning, therefore we receive it, and in all of our getting, we get some understanding this morning, Lord God, so we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor, thank you, Holy Ghost, for enlightening us this morning, Father, we even this morning declare that before this word go forth, God, that the spirit of understanding will come upon your people right now, and they'll receive it by faith this morning, believe it, that it is the word of God, word of wisdom. And we thank you for it, Lord God, that we'll be able to build your people up and mature them for the work of ministry. So we give you the praise and glory and honor for just being chosen, Lord God, to be able to speak on your behalf this morning. I pray this morning that my flesh is crucified. I pray this morning, Lord God, that I'm out of the picture. But Holy Ghost, I pray that you be the voice that speaks through me this morning. You be the teacher. You be the preacher in the name of Jesus. And Father, we give you all the praise, even in the comments at the end, God. I pray in the name of Jesus that your name will continue to be exalted. Lord God, because you said you have exalted above all else, your name and your word, and you have magnified your word above all your name. And Father, I pray at this morning that we as a corporate body of believers do no less than lift up the name of Jesus as we know you are drawing men and women from all around this world right now, Lord God, that are lost, oh God, in this hour. And so we thank and praise you this morning. Help us to redeem the time because the days are evil this morning. We thank you for the opportunity now, Lord God, and we praise you for it. May you use it for your glory this morning. 
We give you all the praise and glory and honor. We pray this morning, Abba, Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in this earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. For thine is your kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord this morning. I tell you, our God is an awesome God. So excited about him this morning and what he's doing this morning in our lives and through our lives. And we give him so much praise and glory and honor this morning because he's worthy. He's earned our praise this morning because he did it before the foundation of the world. Before we ever knew anything about it, he was already putting measures in place to be able to draw us to him when we needed to be drawn. And this is a time where if you're not close to God, this is the hour, this is the time to draw near to him. Amen. Because he wants to be near to us. Amen. And so we give him praise. We give him glory this morning. You know, amen for all things this morning. Pastor Sharon, I bring you all greetings this morning. We love you all. We thank God because you love the Lord this morning. You study his word this morning. You see the importance of it in your life this morning. But I come to tell you this morning that Jesus Christ is the living word of God. Amen. He is the, So when you study in the word, you have to study Jesus. You know, he is the living word of God, incarnated, made flesh, full of glory, full of grace, full of truth, man, dwelling among us even now. He is not forsaken us. He said, Pastor, how can he be here now and be there too? I'm telling you, the Bible says he's omnipresent. So you got to check with him on that. I, I, you know, I'm just saying what he said. Amen. He said, I'm omnipresent. I'm, I'm, I'm all powerful. You know, I'm all present. And I'm all benevolent. So he's all things to all those who believe that he's all things. Amen. you got to believe that because he said that. Amen. I ain't going to add to that. I ain't going to take from that. I'm going to come to him and believe that he is. He, he should know who he is. That he is who he says, and it's wise to come to him that way and just believe that God is going to do everything that he promised that he was going to do. That's wise, y'all. That's being wise. Is to take God at his word. Amen. Because he is not a man that he can lie. There is no pollution or contamination in him. He is pure word. Amen. He is pure and moral and ethical. God, he's the highest supreme being, and there's nothing higher than him. Amen. Nothing been around longer than him. That he, I'm telling you, he is awesome. He's in the beginning of the word, and he's, the word was with him, and the word was him. And I'm saying, how can God be all of that? Because he's God. He's God. That's the wisdom of God. I, you know, we, we, we I'm just, just, it's such knowledge that's so high, you know, I can't even comprehend it. My, my little finite mind won't go that far. But I thank God for the Holy Ghost that helps reveal who he is to us and bring it back to our remembrance. So that, you know, we don't reach mental burnout. We just have to sometimes just demand, you know, that's just God. And and the prayer is, God, just be God. Just do what you do. Just do you, God. And then God help us. If God do him, then we are able to do us. Amen. And then we strike a good balance right there. God is pleased. Amen. Praise God. Because we can't please him without his help. You know, we can't live for him without his help. And he will strengthen us. That's why we can say when we're weak, we're strong because we got God's help. You know, it's not by power, not by my might, but it's by his spirit, says the Lord. Amen. So we give God praise. Well, I'm so excited to just talk about it this morning. Amen. Just thanking for, I was thinking about, you know, the the, the, the way that this uh, creating a proud culture came to be. And I said, God, you knew what you were doing. And I just praise you for it, Lord God. Ain't no way no man could have ever come up with something like this that you would be able, Lord God, to six months ahead of time to set up a, a platform in place to be able to still get the word out to your people. Because you knew the doors were going to shut because we weren't doing 
what we're supposed to be doing in there anyway as a universal body of Christ, as a, you know, the body of Christ, but people were doing their own thing, Lord, and they were, they were partying up in there, they were still doing all kinds of sexual stuff going on up in there. The church, Lord God, needed cleansing, and you said, mm, I'm going to shut the door while we do some maintenance. And so we thank and praise you right now for this time of maintenance being done because we're really finding out and discovering who we really are right now without that building. So we give you the praise this morning. We give you the glory. We are so excited. We have a better church and more church and quality church and valuable church right now because we don't have to look at the pictures on the wall. We don't have to look at what you're wearing and all of that. Right now, you can't see me. I can't see you. All we can see is Jesus. All we can hear is somebody talking about Jesus. Come on, somebody. And that's what it should be anyway. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw men unto me. Amen. And so we, our God is an awesome. God, he's an amazing God. So I want to talk to you this morning. You know, uh, God is so good. We've been talking about wisdom, and we thank God for the topic, for the subject. We're going to continue to talk about wisdom because I believe the whole Bible is the wisdom of God. And I believe there are things that we can yet learn. No one will learn it all. Amen. What we know is just a little bit compared to what there is to be known because he said, your eyes haven't seen, your ears have not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God will hold for those who love him. And so God is yet still revealing. Revelation is still being poured out. So don't nobody think that you done learned it all. You know it all. I certainly don't. I don't know nothing say that that the Holy Ghost teach me. And he's constantly teaching me. If I stop learning, I stop growing. If I stop growing, there's no purpose for me on earth. It's time to die. And so I'm going to live while I live and declare the works of the Lord. Just like he told me when he mandated this. He said, look, man of God, you're not going to die. You're going to live so you can declare the works of the Lord in the earth book of psalms chapter 118 verse 17 so i got that i'm on i'm on a mission y'all and pray and hope that we share this mission together amen so invite people to this man this is good stuff y'all this is good foundational stuff right here this ain't about no denomination this ain't about no cash out begging you for no money this is all about giving you something that has already been paid for which is the word of life it's the word of god you can buy this freedom by just showing up so we're excited about that. We're excited about that, man. We can give this freely because it's been given to us freely. It is the word of God. It's the word of life. It's the wisdom of God. Amen. I'm excited about that, that this is actually the wisdom of God. This is thought. This is plan. This is purpose that is being unfolded, unveiled to us. And he's invited us to come and take a seat at the table and learn just as much as you want to learn, grow just as much as you want to grow, eat just as much of this word. Jeremiah said in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 15, verse 16, he said, Thy words were found and I did eat them, and they have become a joy and rejoicing to my heart and to my soul, God. So, man, I'm telling you, man, old taste and see that the Lord is good, y'all, and blessed is the man, the woman that trusts in him. I don't care where you at. Doesn't matter where you're at right now, where you started from. But what matters, man, you got a chance to end well, to finish well right now. But you got to turn to God and seek first his way of doing things. And we read in the book of Matthew's gospel, chapter 6, verse 33, the King James Bible. To seek ye first, inquire, require, go after God, find out what God is talking about, what he's got going on, first of all. And he said, I add all these other things to you, my God. Don't forget those benefits, man. They're lined up, stacked up for us. And they loaded us down every day. My God, we give God praise this morning for that. But we have to seek God early in life. We say seek him early before the storm comes. So you'll be ready when it comes to have the, the promises of God readily available. And you can remind that storm that, no, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed in the storm. I'm, I'm blessed. God's going to take me through the storm. I'm blessed when the, when the fire, the trials of life come. God's going to take me through the fire. You know, and so we have to seek him early, 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 early. They who seek him early shall find him. It's wise to do that. Don't wait till the battle starts. Seek him now so you'll be ready to go through the battle. Amen. And so 
I want to just talk to you this morning. Uh, Pastor Sharon, I was out walking the other morning, and I tell you, man, I'm so blessed. I know I'm not going to finish this this morning, but that's all right. That's why we got 11 o'clock service today, so I can talk a little bit more about it. But we were walking out. We go out now walking. been walking for over a month now, uh, getting in some good physical exercise. The four-mile trail we have, beautiful route. Got some inclines. It's got some down-the-hill stuff. Got some flat surface there. And we just been fellowshipping as we walk, looking out there at the clouds and the trees and everything around us and feeling the breeze and just enjoying the Lord and talking about what's happened on the line and how blessed we are and how God is just blessing us. Well, you know, it, we've been knocked out some four miles. We hit the halfway mark and turn around. And when we start coming back, you know, that the, 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 the pain kick in the muscles. And we start talking about, okay, we got three more inclines. And then we start counting and we get to the last one. So the other morning we were walking. And uh, just as we got ready to hit that last incline before we get finish our walk, you know, something just came into my mind and said, because uh, she was saying about, you know, how she's getting better and she's liking this. And I said, well, baby, you're doing wonderful because you, I, we've been out here now over a month and you have completed every walk that we've gone on, so that's good. And I spoke and said, it's mind over matter. And I'm telling you, man, God started ministering to me about that, man. I started thinking about that, and I started talking about that. And I said, you know, all my life, I've heard that quote. Every time you ran into an a, a incline in life or a steep uh, mountain you had to overcome or some situation you had to get over, get beyond, I was always told, even in school and football and basketball and, and track, I was always told, it's mind over matter all the way through 30 years of my military career. That was always the motivational quote. It's mind over matter. Suck it up and drive on, you know. And before you know it, you was over the, op- the obstacle. The obstacle. You had completed the task, man, and that's kind of what we went through the other morning. So I couldn't let that thought go. So I came on home, and me and I was still telling her about it. And I thought, I'm going to do some research and find out where did that quote come from. You know, is it in the Bible? You know. And as I was sitting here at the table, man, researching, I'm telling you, man, I got so much God gave me from that thought right there, man. And that's how God does things, man. He'll take foolish stuff out there you're doing, like walking four miles, you know, punishing your body, man, getting in shape. And God starts speaking because he want to get your mind off of what matters. He want to get your mind because that, that right there doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. If you got your mind set that you're going to finish what you started it doesn't matter when the thing starts to go uphill or downhill or flatten out. It doesn't matter because God's got you. He's going to help you. He's going to be your strength. And you just got to elevate your mind so that it don't matter so much. Amen. And, and I tell you, that's how we get through it out there because we elevate our mind. And before you know it, we done knocked out some four miles. Man, we here, man, eating up a good old protein shake, man. And, and I'm back in the Word. And so it, it, it's mind over matter. But, you know, when I, I, I researched that, there was a gentleman who who, uh, who, who made that quote back in the, uh, I want to say it's all the way back in the, his name was Charles, Charles someone there, back in the 18, let's see, I got it, got it right here. But that's a quote that he made, and, um, you know, and, and that quote has really been used uh, throughout, my God, for centuries. You know, and it's a good psychological uh, therapy to get yourself, you know, get yourself, you know, pumped up to take on, you know, challenges, whether they be physical, emotionally, mental, spiritually, financially. It doesn't matter because when you start thinking about your mind and the power and the strength of your mind, you know, if you if you can think it, you can will yourself to do it and accomplish it. <laughs> it's been proven scientifically. But as I'm sitting here at the table and I'm spending so much time defining that, 
God began to speak to me. And he says, God's mind is over matter. He says, and that's where people got to get to. We got to get God's mind in us so that not only physical things that you're going to encounter out there on a walk or whatever you're dealing with physically, you can will yourself to, you know, to overcome it. But he said, what about these spiritual obstacles, obstacles that are popping up? What about these spiritual storms, these spiritual uh, fiery trials that are, that are catching people off guard? He said, you've got to have God's mind. It's wise to go after God's mind. I thought about Jesus when he came on this earth as a, as a, a man, a son of man. And he went to the temple. And now he was a son of man. He was the word of God, incarnated, made flesh. But he went and worked on his mind. He went and got himself ready. He sat in the temple. He listened to what all those great scholars and teachers had to say. Amen. He was building himself up. He was fortifying the mind of God from their teaching because he knew that in a few years, 18 years down the road, he was going to be going through the wilderness and he was going to have to deal with faith face to face. And he wanted to build himself up for them three and a half years of ministry that he was going to do. And so he had to take on the mind of God as a as a young son of man. He was a son of man. He was flesh now. He had came in a human form. So he had to get himself built up, and he went to those teachers. Why? Because he was going to be tempted in every point that they were tempting in as a man. He had to go through that experience because he had said he had accepted God's will. And he said, Father, nevertheless, not thy will, but not my will, but thy will be done. So now I got to, Lord, you got to build me up for this. You, 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 got to, you got to transfer your thoughts into my thoughts so I know what to do as I, as I live as a man here on this earth. I've never done this before, Lord. So I got, I got to have I got to have your instruction because I'm going to have to make wise decisions as a man now. I got to live like a man. I'm going to be tempted at every point just like everybody else. And I don't want to fail the test, God. I know there's going to be some inclines in this thing. I know there's going to be some lows and some highs. There's going to be some stagnation. There's going to be some, some abuses. There's going to be some slander. There's going to be some, 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 some unfair treatment. And, Father, I got to get through all that as a man. And so, God, I, 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 I need your thoughts. I need your wisdom. Now, remember, when he died, there was a minute, Pastor Sharon, that he was separated from the Father. He had took on all those sins of the world. And he said, Father, why have thou forsaken me? It was just in that moment. But think about what it would have been like if he had not been learning, getting himself built up, if he'd have really been permanently separated from God, and there was no way to get back to that relationship with God. He knew he had to go through that. Why? He had prepared himself. And he had the mind of God. That's why he said, my meat is always to do the will of him that sent me. He prepared himself early on in life. He was only a, a few years old, 12 years old, when they missed him and they found him sitting up being taught, getting his mind ready for what was ahead of him. We got to get our minds ready early on in life. This is really early in life for us, mm -hmm. you know, because Christ has not come back yet. This, this is early on. We've been doing this for about eight months now. Thank God we're on this subject right now, getting our minds ready, because we know that there are more things to come. There are more challenges. This is not it. We're not out of the woods yet. But we got to get built up just like he did, because there's going to come a time, I believe, that it's going to feel like we're being separated from God. So we got to do just what Jesus did, get himself built up, learn as much as we can, prepare ourselves for the storms that are yet to come. 
They're raging out there right now. We see them mounting up in, in the north, the south, the east, and the west. We won't be able to get around them, but we can get through them. And we won't be separated from God because he said, I will never leave you or forsake you. And so it's God's mind over matter. And we got to have his mind. We got to have his thoughts. Our thoughts have to come in agreement with his thoughts. His thoughts is, is not our thoughts. Okay? There's far from each other. The east is from the west, the north from the south. And so it's God's mind. It's, it's what wisdom does. It teaches you. It, 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 it helps to conform your mind to his way of thinking, his way of doing things. Renewed in those things. That's what Jesus was doing. And we have to do the same thing because we have to seek him early in life. And that's what this is about. Seek him before the storm comes. Amen. Because we have to understand what the whole duty of man is. This is about sharing what, what Jesus was trying to learn. He knew he was going to have to be tempted in every point as a man, as a human. This was a new experience for him. And so he knew that the whole duty of being here on earth as a man, as the son of man, is going to bring lots of trials. Lots of struggles, you know, they're going to spit on him, they're going to abuse him, they're going to persecute him, and they're going to crucify him. But he knew that the whole duty of a man is to fear his father, fear God, and keep God's commandments. Because remember in the Garden of Gethsemane, he gave it up. He said, Father, that's in the book of Luke chapter 24, I want to say verse 49, he said, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. If it be thy will, Father, don't let me do this whole duty of man. Don't let me do it, God. Take it away from me, God. Relieve me of it. But he said, but nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. So he went through that death. He was he was wise enough to turn to the Father and ask for help. You know, he wanted to know what God said about it, what God thought about it. And God said, this is the propitiation that is required, that you go through this so you can reconcile sin for man. If you love mankind, if you love souls, if you love life, Jesus, then you're going to have to give up your life. You're going to have to be crucified. But I promise you, You'll be able to pick it back up again, you know. And so when that life was over, that's exactly what happened. And then he sent us the confidence, which is the Holy Ghost. And it's wise now to want to do the same thing we do about Jesus, get to know the third person of God everybody, which is the Holy Ghost, because he got wisdom that he wants to reveal and make known to us too, you know, so that he can bring it back to our remembrance, God's mind in us over matter. Everything out there because everything you got Black Lives Matter right now, you got coronavirus that matter right now, you got corrupt government that matter right now, you got financial chaos that matters right now. You know, you got a lot of things that matter right now, but God's mind is always over what matters to man. And we just got to seek that wisdom so we can be over what matters because nothing matters but what we do for God. So we ought to start there, find out what that is, explore that, and stay right there and go through right there so we can end right there. The pure, the the, 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 the thoughts that we're renewing our minds to about God, the pure the outcome, the pure the result. I don't want no watered down stuff. I don't want no fake promises. I don't want no lies. I don't want no 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 bankrupt checks being written for me. I don't want you taking my tax bill money and giving it back to me and think you're doing me a favor. Because only what matters is, is, is what we do for God anyway. So we might as well start with God's mind. What is God's mind about life? What is God's mind about all of this? And we start early. Amen. And that way we'll be able to do the whole duty of God all the way from start to finish. We won't be missing no step, you know, for, 
we fear man, what man can do, that's what we do, God. And that's very wrong. Why? We have to obey his commandment. Because, listen to me, there will be judgment. There will be judgment. There will be judgment. It's wise for us to obey God and keep his commandments because there will be judgment. Disobedience brings judgment. Obedience brings reward. Y'all didn't get that, did you? You Didn't get that, you know. And so we want to live life under the sun so that we can live life above the sun. I'm talking about sun, S-U-N, you know. Under the sun is why we're here on earth. And we need wisdom to do that, just like Jesus when he came. And Jesus got, you know, elevated back to his position of glory with the Father. Guess what? We're going to forever be with the Father if we endure to the end to be saved. And so we want to be prepared to live life here on earth under the sun and life above the sun. That's eternal life. Remember the other day we spoke and we said that God said, hey, look, I have set wisdom under the sun for you. He wants you to live right here under the sun on earth. And we need wisdom to do that just like his son Jesus. And when he became the son of God, he, he, he went right back to the right hand of the Father to live eternal life. And we're going to have the same fight. We're going to do the same thing. Amen. You know, uh, let me be clear as I set this up. We live in a cursed world that is yet to be restored. I need y'all to hear me. We live in a cursed world that is yet to be restored. But God said, I'm going to do a new restoration. He's trying to make all of us wise so that we don't get caught up in the curse. Remember what he said in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28. He said, if you hearken not unto the Lord to do everything I've commanded you, the curse is going to come on you. But if you do hearken and do, the blessing going to come on you. And so it's very clear right there. We live in a cursed world that is yet to be restored. We live in a body okay, that is yet to be restored. My body is being restored right now. And by the way, thank y'all for praying for me. Went to the doctor the other day. Man, got a wonderful report. So thank y'all. It was excellent. Had the doctor in the... You know, I love it when doctors get happy about what they see taking place, and they start praising God right in front of you. You know, so it was a wonderful report. So thank you all for, for praying for me. You know, my body is still yet being restored. Your body is still yet being restored, being made new, being made whole, being made well. But you got to make sure you guard against putting the wrong stuff in there. Remember, your body is not yours. It's the temple of the Holy Ghost, and no unclean thing that dwells therein. Think about your stewardship. It is yet being restored. Not sure to do whatever you want to do. Riot is living and all that. Part of the sons and daughters. No, don't go out through there like that. Present your body to God as a living sacrifice. Holy stuff from the God without spot or without wrinkle. Do things, man, to help yourself early in life. Don't wait till it's sick and drag it to the emergency room. Take care of it now. Do some things now to help yourself. Help God to do the thing that he want to do. Restore us. It is yet being restored. Amen. We live uh, in a nation today who needs God. They yet still need God. We see that every day. We live in a world that needs Jesus. They put everything first before Jesus. And Lord, all this foolishness is, is, you know, it's foolishness to God. It's folly. Wisdom of the world. And there's a lot of it out there. Don't get trapped in it. Don't put too much stock in it. Let God's mind be over whatever matters out there. All these different matters. Black lives matter. You know, all these different things now mattering so much to people. And without God, it doesn't matter. You know, you're going to be consumed by it anyway. But when you got God's mind, it's over all those things that matter so much right now. 
know, and he's saying that, uh, you know, America right now uh, are lost without God. They've lost their way. This matters that we do something about it. Get back in the way. Jesus is the way. He is the way. He is the way. So I want to take my my thought to another level today out of the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Uh, you can turn there if you got the Bible. If not, let me just let me just walk through this. And I want you to think in, in terms of this. I'll probably get through verse 6 and then do verse uh, 7 through 14 at the 11 o'clock service. But this is so good. This is so much here. Uh, you know, I'm going to spend some time on this because I, I tell you, this blessed me. And I want you to think in terms of God's mind over matter. You know, that's what we're trying to get to. What is God's mind over matter? My mind will only get me so far at an infinite level, maximum level, and I'm, I'm finished. I can't comprehend no further than that. But when I begin to look in God's mind and see what God's mind is over what matters, just like Jesus did when he was on this earth, he had the Father's mind. We need the Father's mind. Amen. Uh, scripture in the Bible, in the book of Philippians, I was going to go there, but that's one of my reference scriptures. It says this, let this mind that was in Christ Jesus be also in you. You know, he's telling you to let it be in you. Okay, don't you fight it. Sometimes it may sound to Jesus didn't fight with the Father. He gave that up. He's the Father. If it be thy will, take this bitter cup from me. He knew what was ahead of him. Getting ready to go from being a son of God to being a son of man and be tempted in all these points. And you gave your life to the Lord. Guess what? The temptations didn't go away. What happened was you picked up some help. You picked up some advantage over the situation. You picked up some, some spiritual influence, some spiritual wisdom, some spiritual knowledge, some understanding of the fight. It's not about flesh and blood picked up the Holy Ghost. Book of 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, King James Bible said that great is he now in you than he that is in the world. You need to understand it. For those of you out there, pastors, whoever's out there, ministers, clergy, leaders, governmental leaders, whoever is listening to this message right now, you need to understand that it's not about you. He said in, I think it's in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6, King James Bible, he said, look, it's not by power, not by might, it's by my spirit, says the Lord. Don't get any wiser than that. Remember when Jesus got ready to start his ministry before he went into the wilderness to be tempted? He had to complete everything as a man. And right when John was baptizing him, the Bible said that heaven opened and a dove-like figure appeared on him. And the voice from heaven of his father was approved. He said, yeah, you don't let my mind override all that matters right now. Fiction, everything. You, it doesn't matter now. You you proved to me. He said, that is my beloved son right there. He's taking care of those matters that concern man. He fulfilled that law. He was perfect. He didn't sin. Therefore, I'm approved that he's a, I'm, I approve of him. Because it no longer matters to suffering. It no longer matters. He had already been, been tried in all of those things. He had passed the test. Now he was walking in the mind and the wisdom and the meat of his father. And the Bible says at that time, right, that the Holy Ghost came on him and empowered him now to walk through that desert and to confront Satan one more final time to get to that temple so he could open up that book where he had been many times and was rejected. But this time he was going to go open the book where the prophet Isaiah had written that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. 
was here, I was the son of man preaching the kingdom of God. But this time, I've been anointed by him. The Bible says that as he began to be led into the wilderness and full of the Holy Ghost, the trip was different this time. He had earned that right now to walk in the power and the authority of who he was. So, we have to understand, you know, that God wants us to start early in life. Parents, get your children, train your children up. You, 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 you still early. You're still early. You're still early. You see God early in the morning. Everything is patterned around what we do early before it happens. You know. There's coming a day somewhere in the future we don't know when we might go back in the building. We, we, we're getting ready when we do go back. We don't know what it's going to be like. Might not ever go back. But that's okay. We still get up early in the morning and seek light early. You know, we seek wisdom early. We still got to confront this day. We still got some trials out there, some tribulations out there. We still got some people out there that are, that are turning further and further away from God. America is in trouble right now. Because she's yet to give God his praise. She's yet to serve God. She's yet to honor God like we say we're supposed to as a Christian nation. And we live in America, so we have to be concerned. We ain't going to freak out. We're going to go after God's mind, God's thoughts, let our thoughts come in agreement with his will. We're going to renew our mind. We're not going to be conformed to the things of this world, but we're going to be transformed by the renewing of our mind through the word of God. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 23, verse 7, the King James Bible, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I want the thoughts of God in my heart. I want the word of God hitting in my heart like David so that I don't sin against God because the way to sin is death to give the God eternal life. But if you put the word of God, the wisdom of God in your heart, I guarantee you there will come conviction when, when, when sin shows up, when temptation shows up because there is no temptation in the man that is not common to everybody on this earth. I don't care what kind of degree you got, what kind of title you have. Everybody gets tempted by the same temptation. Temptation is not a sin. It's when you get in. Now you got to repent. Now you got problems. And that's all of us. We share that. That's common to man. Those various temptations, those various trials. But I tell you all the time, and you hear me this morning, Satan uses those temptations to try to get you to doubt God. Wanted to kill you and destroy you. Tried to do it with Jesus. But Jesus had his father's mind. He kept his mind stayed on his father. As we know in the book of uh, Isaiah, chapter 26, verse 3, the King James Bible, one of Pastor Eric's favorite, favorite references, ours too, that if he, he keeps his mind stayed on the Lord, would be kept in perfect peace. Jesus kept his mind stayed on his father's will. He told him at the well when he met the woman, he said, look, my father's will to my, you know, my meat is to do my father's will. Y'all go ahead on in town and get some food, but my, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me. And a lady got saved as a result of that, and she went and told other people that some other people got saved. But he had God's mind, he had God's will on his mind. His thoughts were still lined up. All that he had went through and suffered, that was yet to suffer. He never took his mind off of his father's will. He knew his father's thoughts about mankind that he would be willing to love the world so much that he would give his only begotten son. Now it's up to the son to complete what God gave him to do. It's up to us now. It's up to us to take God's thoughts, to take God's mind, live them, communicate them to people so that they too know what God thinks about us. You know, the 
book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11, he says, I know my thoughts towards you. They're not thoughts of evil. This man, this foolishness out here, this is man's doing. Left to himself a few days and full of evil. Can't blame me for that. That's not my thought. That's not my mind. My mind is overall this. I'm supreme. I'm higher than this. My thoughts are higher than this. They're higher than your thoughts. You know? He said, they're not evil. They're thoughts of peace. To bring you to an expected end. And it's not in tragedy. It's an eternity with me. If you endure to the end to be saved. That's, that's why I speak that early. Know that early. So he can add all these other things that pertain to life and God to you. That you might enjoy it. You know. He says so that you can have a hope and a future. So that you can have a hope and a future. That's God's mind for you. That's God's thought over all this stuff out here that we make matter so much. Only thing that matters is what's in God's mind concerning his people. All of his people. All souls. All lives. Not just the people we've carved out when we say black lives matter, white lives matter, whatever else matters. He said, only what to do for the Lord is what counts in the end. The whole duty of a man is to fear God and keep his commandments. So let's go here in the book of Ecclesiastes, verse 1. Let's read a little bit of this right for you. It says, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. Early on, don't wait. And we're youth there. not just talking about physical uh, age. He's talking about, you know, some of us are new Christians. Some of us out there are hearing this for the first time. So I'm speaking to a broader audience this morning because this letter is addressed to a broader audience. This, this is a preacher's letter. This is a preacher's letter. Now, you can fit it and just make it be about the young people out there. It is to young people, young in heart, young in faith, poor in spirit. You know, it just, it just depends on what category you find yourself in, lost. Backslidden, you know, immature, mature, not doing what you're supposed to do as mature, mature in age only, not in wisdom and understanding of God's uh, purpose and plan for your life. So that word youth covers all those categories, and we know our target audience out there. We're speaking to our young people out there. We're speaking to even uh, uh, the elderly people who, are, who, are, who still don't know and haven't matured in the wisdom of God. So this covers, this letter is so so much wisdom, it, it covers everybody. But look at what it says. Remember now, remember now, remember now, because right now is the time that we're being tested. It's the time we're going through. And that word now can be any time you find yourself, man, with some stuff that matters so much to you that it causes you to take your focus off of God just for a split second. See, it mattered to Jesus, Pastor when the Father took his eyes off of him because he couldn't look on sin. It ought to matter to us that we need a, we need a, 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 some divine intervention when it feels like the, the test is just so hard, life is so difficult that I feel like I've been forsaken or abandoned by God. I need something to happen to remind me that God never leaves us or forsake us, but he's always with us no matter what we go through. And in this world we live in, yes, we're going to face some trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer because he has already overcome those things, this world. And right away you elevate your mind, and next thing you know you got perfect peace going. He said, now, now that faith is, the minute you elevate your mind, the minute you know I'm going through, the minute you know you're being tested, the minute you know the adversary is coming with all his lies and isms and schisms and stuff throwing at you, it, it shouldn't be no surprise to you. You should be telling him just like Jesus when he was going through the wilderness. He said, Satan, get thee behind me. It is written. 
it was over what they thought was important. That that stuff mattered to faith. It didn't matter to God. And what matters to faith shouldn't matter that much to us, you know, because it don't matter to God. But God's mind is over what matters to us. And I love that because I, I wouldn't trust myself, man, if I tried to take on all this stuff in my own strength and in my own might. But because of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of knowledge and the spirit of understanding, we don't perish. We told you yesterday, no believer to stumble and fall. You don't have to. If you remember the creator in the days of your youth, while the evil days come not, this is the time right now, while they come not, what do you mean, Pastor? All this stuff, they're coming near us, but they're not harming us. They're coming near us, but they're not harming us. This is the time we got to get ourselves ready. And they're harming some other people out there. And we don't know where their spiritual um, status is. We know where ours is. We know that these weapons are being formed against us, but they're not prospering over us. Somebody's working some things out on our behalf, y'all. And we ought to be great. A thousand may fall at your right hand and ten thousand your right but none of it will come to you because the ground you stand on is holy ground. Don't you leave out of your holy place right now. Don't you stay away from this prayer call for too, too many days consistently. Don't make this excuse about, you know, not going to church and get beat up unnecessarily when you don't have to. you got a, a easy, you don't have to go nowhere here, just pick up your phone in your car when you're traveling, it doesn't matter. Stay plugged in. Be blessed by your association with this creating a prayer culture from God. I'm, 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 I'm telling you that because it's free. Your victory is free, but you have to maintain it. All it requires is a few numbers, six, eight numbers that you dial in and just listen. Introduce yourself for such a great return. You get the mind of God over matter. And he says, not the years, he says, nor the years that draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. See, this is this is the undressing that God wants to do, is that you be in this world, but you not be of this world, that you not spend all your time trying to accumulate a whole bunch of material stuff that is going to be eaten up by moth and rust, and somebody going to break in when they know you got something and steal. And now you end up shooting somebody, they shoot you because they think you got something. They won't cover what you got. Just be wise, y'all. You know, he says, while the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened. We can see right now because God has shined a light in the darkness. And the light has risen upon us. He saw a rise and shine because the light, the light of the gospel has come to us. We can see the provisions of God. We can see our way forward. But we have to walk in the word. We have to walk by faith and faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word. So God has addressed everything. He's taking care of everything. His mind is over everything that matters. And the only thing that should matter for us now is what matters to God. I pray about the Black Lives Movement. I pray about the, the pandemic. These things matter. But there are, some, there are some higher things that matter that's over all this. And we don't want to forfeit what really matters getting stuck in these things that matter. It's got to be mind over matter. What mind? Whose mind? God's mind. God's thoughts. we got to bring ours in alignment and agreement with his that we're ever going to make. Let's go a little further. I want to get down to verse 6 here. 
And he goes on to say, amen, if I don't, that's good. He says, be not darkened, nor the clouds return after the rain. In the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble, and the strong men shall bow themselves, and the grinders cease, because they are few, and those that look out of the windows be darkened, and the doors shall be shut in the street, when the sound of the grinding is low, and he shall rise up at the voice of the birds, and all the daughters of music shall be bought low, also when they shall be afraid of that which is high, and fears shall be in the way, and the almond tree shall flourish, and the grasshopper shall be burdened, and desire shall fail, because man goeth to his long home, and the mourners go about the streets, or ever the silver cord be loose, or the golden bow be broken, or the pitcher be broken at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the system. And he says, and I'm going to end after this verse, Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. And then he goes on to say, Vanity of vanity, saith the preacher. All is vanity. Okay? If we do not seek God early in the situation, look at what he's saying. We're going to end up reaching the end of our lives, have not accomplished anything that was in the mind of God for us to accomplish. He said it's all going to end in vanity. This is the one chance, the one opportunity that we get right here to let the mind of God be also in our mind. Let his thoughts, you know, invade our thoughts. Renew our mind in the things of God so we can walk in the spirit of wisdom and knowledge and understanding, being enlightened as we go through this dark, uh, that we talked about here. All these are descriptive values that God is placing on these metaphorical things that he, this language he's using here. You know. You know. And he's telling you, look, you've got to live under the sun. But then you got to prepare to live above the sun one day. Those last two verses, six and seven, where he talks about one day that court is going to be it's going to be open, and the plug is going to be pulled out, and only what you have done for the Lord is what's going to count. And so right now is the time we got to be preparing for that. We got to be preparing to live under this sun, right here on earth, and we can't do it as human beings without the counsel of God's word, without His wisdom without his knowledge, without his understanding. But life is confusing as it is for someone who lacks the knowledge of God. And then you complicate with all this other foolishness that the folly that we talked about that people throw at you. And the same thing happened to Jesus, Pastor Sheridan, when he was here. He had to process and deal with all that too. And sometimes, Pastor Sheridan, he never said a word. It amazed me. It was mind over matter for him. He knew what mattered. He knew the Father's will was his meat. We got to get to that place. As we see these inclines in life, we see these low points in life, they come, they go. One day it seemed like America's doing good, the next day it seemed like America's bankrupt. One cycle we get new leadership in, they come in with a whole bunch of new stuff, and halfway in, now they're going corrupt. It's just a vicious cycle. And that's how it was out there on, the, on that walk. We were looking at those mountains. Before you know it, we had overcome them. But we kept our mind stayed on the Lord. We kept our mind. We kept talking about, God, you're so good. We were praying as we were walking. I was praying because I knew sometime my wife, was, she was in pain. She was hurting, but she kept pushing. She kept pushing. And 
I hear every now and then talk about thank you, Jesus, for giving me strength. Thank you for helping me. See, that's, that's God's mind in your thoughts, man. Bringing you to talk to him and take your eyes off of them incline. Take your eyes off of them high. You know, mountains will fall. You know, walls will fall. Giants will fall. We, we have the written record to say that they will. God is proving that to us. Amen. So, Father, we thank you. We praise you this morning, Lord God, for this word that God's mind over matter is where we should be speaking. God, what is your thoughts about it? What do you say about it? What is the final assessment, God, of, of, of how we live our life, God? We know what you promised us, oh God. You said that your thoughts, the word of the good, thoughts of peace, they're not thoughts of evil. You want to bring us to an expected end. You've already expected how we were going to end. Even as you sent your son Jesus, you already knew, God, how his life was going to end. He, you, you already, Lord God, had given him everything that he was going to need. Even as you have given us today, you have closed us, you have armed us right now, God. But you said, Father, the mistake that we make is we forget the creator and the days of our youth. We forget the creator while there's evil going on all around us. And so, Father, we're just praying in the name of Jesus that we stay alert, that we stay active, work our faith, because you said right now we should be remembering the Creator with all this pandemic that's going on, with all of these other challenges that, that are going on right now, all of these systems that are being turned upside down in this world, our economical system, our governmental system, our education system, our religious system, Lord God. Right now, when people are being closed out of the churches, Lord, that they don't know what to do right now. But God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for the clergy, the ones responsible for feeding your sheep, that they will get the mind of Christ in them right now, God. And I believe you're flooding with thoughts. I believe you're showing them away, God. I believe you're providing with a platform of communication that they can continue to feed the weary souls and continue to get the message out, not just to beg the filthy Luca, God, and, and, and cast out the people to death, but God, in the name of Jesus, that they'll speak and speak life. They'll begin to tell them about the mind of God, about the thoughts of God concerning them, that people's hope can be restored, Lord God, that people's faith, Lord God, can be energized, that people, Lord God, will not lose hope and lose faith, God, but they'll hear a word that they can live by and build them up and perfect them and mature them for the work of ministry, God, early in life, Lord God. Some of them have households with children and babies in there, and God is driving some parents up the wall because they're so used to working, oh God, a job and being out of the house. But God, in the name of Jesus, you said right now, Lord God, that, that they can't get outside of the house, Lord God. But Father, so I pray in the name of Jesus that a work be done inside of the house right now. In the name of Jesus, that you settle those spirits, those unrestful spirits right now. And God just allow them to maximize and take full advantage of this time. Even, Lord God, as they serve the net, I pray they'll run across creating a prayer culture for God where we know they're going to get a quality meal. We know they're going to get fed the word of God. We know, Lord God, amen, that their minds are going to be renewed to the things of God, Lord God, because you want your people, Lord God, to know what the whole duty of a man is. Yes, it is to provide for your family. It is to go, God, and do that honest day's work, Lord God, so that you can provide for your family. But God, in the name of Jesus, you want to bring balance into the life of your people, Lord God. You want your people, Lord God, to be built up in the things of God, Lord God, as Jesus was, Lord God, as he went and faced the challenges. Oh, Lord God, of his lifetime, oh, God. And so, Father, we're praying right now today in the name of Jesus, oh, Lord God, that your people, Lord God, will hear this word, oh, Lord God, and build themselves up in this word because there is another trial coming. There's another test coming, Lord God. And you have said it before us, oh, God, and called heaven and earth today to witness against us that you have set before us, Lord God, life and death and choose ye life, Lord God, that we may live, Lord God. And so we thank you now. So let the mind of Christ Jesus be also in us. And help us today, God, to remember and put you in remembrance of what you said 
as you renew our minds today through the word of God. Holy Ghost, we ask you now that we just turn this over to you. We ask you now to use it for the glory of God. We ask you, Holy Ghost, to speak to every heart and mind out there, convict in the name of Jesus. Let us know right now that we live life under the sun as we prepare to live life above the sun in eternity with Jesus Christ. Oh, Father, we thank you right now. Lift this curse off of this world that is yet to be restored. Lift, Lord God, my God, lift these sicknesses, these pains, these suffering, these things off of the human body from the abuses that we that we bestow upon our own bodies, oh Lord God, as you're restoring them. Let us not get in the way and block the process, oh God. Let us present these bodies to you as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God without a spot or without a wrinkle. Let us treat them as the temple of the Holy Ghost with no unclean thing invited, oh God, in them, God. So we just thank you right now. Even as America right now, Lord God, have lost her way. We're praying, oh God, that she regain her love for Jesus, regain her love for the gospel, Oh God, for her Christian ways, oh God, that she'll understand that she was a city chosen by you, God, to sit on the hill to bring hope, Lord God, to a dark and desolate world, immigrants and migrants, oh God, fleeing from, from, from torment, fleeing, oh Lord God, from, from, from murder and crime and violence, oh God, coming to this country, coming to these shores, Lord God, to have a, 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 a better quality of life, Father. Open that door up again, Lord God. Right? Restore America to the more than nothing high ground again, Lord God. Let it be that light, that, that that place of hope, because Jesus Christ has got his hand on us, oh God. And so, Father, we just pray right now for this world, God, that's trying to live without you, lost you, man. Backsliders, Lord. Help us in that back to the state to get back to you, turn back to you. Help us to repent today and return back to you now, God, that we can remember our creator, Lord God. Remember our creator right now, God. Delays are coming. Father, we just pray this right now in the name of Jesus. Start without without government officials. We're praying for them, Lord. God, you're supposed to pray for them. We pray for them right now. Those who persecute us, that they persecuted Jesus. They persecute us for his name's sake, for righteousness' sake. We understand, Father. We pick up our cross and we follow you. We want to be fully devoted to you. And so, Father, that you may complete what you started in us, the work, God. The day you return, receive your bride. And so we give you the praise to go and honor right now, Lord God. America, Lord need you right now and so father we praise we give it the glory we give it on now lord seal this word thank you right now that god's mind is over matter everything that matters to man god your mind is open it's a whole nother level god so we give it the praise we give it the glory right now in jesus wonderful name amen and amen